Welcome back to Off Leash. I'm Eric Prince, and today our special guest is Dr. Jack Wheeler. Uh, we've been talking to him about his lifetime of experience and adventure. He is the closest thing to the real life Indiana Jones I've ever met. Um, we've talked about his life background. We've talked about his time really in, in his travels in um, really helped creating the Reagan doctrine, all the ways that the U.S. could push back on Soviet communism. And now I think it's time to talk about what America faces in the present um, and how we've been living through another version of the Carter administration, our foreign policy setbacks, et cetera. And uh, Jack, who do you think the main opponents of human freedom are today? And what should we be doing as Americans about it? Well, the main opponents of human freedom or American freedom um, in America um, I have to say it's the Democrat left is the main opponent of freedom look at what they're doing to our country uh, destroying our culture uh, destroying our schools um, destroying our military uh, and certainly not destroying our borders have been destroyed. They don't exist anymore. And who would do that to their own country is something that I find very hard to grasp, except there's the reality of it. Um, and uh, that's the way it is. Um Jack, when, have you ever seen, you're a great student of history and cultures. Has there been any other corollaries to other countries where their borders erased and, and they, lost, they lost their way culturally? And what happened to those societies? Uh, the only, this is, this is kind of um, become a cliche to compare us to the Roman Empire. Um, the Romans uh, got tired of fighting for themselves, and so they invited in uh, all the Germanic tribes to fight for them, and of course the Germanic tribes took them over. Uh, but it, it really, history does not repeat itself uh, any more than anyone's life re repeats itself. History is what, uh, uh, it's, the term is stochastic. It is a series of unrepeatable events, just like everybody's life is a series of unrepeatable events. Uh, if you went back in time, you'd, you'd meet other people and do something different, and you could never repeat the same sequence. And the same thing that history is just a collection of everybody's life. So um, different circumstances. Um, I... Uh, my own thing, reason, and, and I'm writing a book on this, and it's a, we get into it in some other time. But um, the what what all the great um, problems uh, or tyrannies of of modern times, whether they be communism or Nazism or fascism or even Islamic terrorism, um, uh, they're religions of envy. They're communists, uh, envious against the bourgeoisie, the capitalists, um, and the Nazis, oh, envious against the Jews, 
um, uh, in Nazis and communism. It just those rich exploitative Jews, those rich exploitative uh, capitalists. It just you just change the terms, and it's just, it's the same thing. Uh, the rich exploitative West with Islam, Islamic terrorists, and not all all all, all Muslims, but. Uh, the problem is, is that one of the great, the great, um, really visceral fears that all peoples have, and I know this from being so many different countries and living with so many different tribes, uh, is the fear of being envied. The fear of being envied is really really deep in there's a tribe in the Amazon called the Yanomamo and they when a woman gives birth to a child she calls out so everybody can hear oh my baby is so ugly why have the spirits cursed me with this ugly ugly baby oh 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 that's so everybody in the village will be sure and hear her and not be envious for her happiness wow. with her beautiful child. The fear of envy is really, really, really deep. And so what motivates anybody on the liberal left, not the hard commie left, because that's envy, but what motivates all these, the white people, white liberals who are always apologizing for white supremacy and your white privilege and all this other gobbledygook is the fear of being envied. And so both envy and the fear of envy, the fundamental characteristic of it is masochism. Because envy and the fear of envy is characterized by the willingness to screw other people, if you're auto-racist, to screw yourself, okay? But the willingness to screw yourself uh, if uh, your other people are hurt. That rich... Uh, that rich SOB driving that Cadillac, take away his Cadillac. Nobody should uh, make enough money to buy a Cadillac. That deprives you of any chance of making the money yourself or having a, a Cadillac of your own. You're willing to screw yourself. If other people are screwed, that is the left. And that is what is going on with, with this kind of deep, visceral fear of being envy dominating the, the left, and especially the white liberal left that hates themselves because they're so afraid of being envied. That's our big fundamental problem. Internationally, so key, it's another so matter. But, 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 but the key issue, you said they're afraid of being envied. So That's right. That means they're, they're fearful. They're just, That's right. The fear of being envied. And because is someone will take what will drives take is, is what drives is the left. They, is it because they achieved their status illegitimately? Is that what we're seeing with the with the nonsense around university professors, university presidents plagiarizing and and all of that? That the credentialed class is so afraid of being discovered for being frauds that they uh, they cover it up, they they project, or they they over overcompensate. Well, you know. If somebody who earns it tends not to 
be subject to this. They know they have a pride in themselves because they know what it took to do. That's why people who have inherited money are always on the left. The, that wife of, um, oh, help me out, the guy who, uh, Ray Kroc, who started McDonald's, and she ends up with all this money that she didn't do a dime to earn, and, and so she donates all these leftist causes. How many times do you see this? The kids, the the kid, the rich, the rich inheritors of wealth, like a Teddy Kennedy, for example, is another example. Why he'll always be don't don't envy me because uh, I look at all I'm doing, and he feels that he never earned it. If you feel yeah. that you earned your money, you earned it. Why then you tend not to be afraid of envious people, but if you know you haven't earned it. Like the woman in Harvard, this Claudine Gay, she didn't earn anything. She's a fraud, and she knows this. And so, oh, I'm a victim. Oh, it's all racism. I'm, you hate me because I'm black. We could care less if you're black, lady. You're a fraud. Period. I mean, come on. Um, so, so if you have earned your wealth, the one exception. Um, is it's a puzzles a lot of people is the is the Jews because Jews you have they can be very very successful and have earned every single dime that they that they have made and yet they're still on the left why because there's no people on the face of this earth that the envy has been directed at more than the Jews nobody that's pogrom city and so sure. they, so. They'll do anything. They'll just say, "Look, look, buddy. I mean, I'll, I'll vote for Democrat. I'll, I'll, woke, I'll be woke. I'll go D. I, whatever you want. Just don't envy me, because that's right. Don't come after me. I, don't. I, I, yeah, I, right, 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 right. Right. We know there is a truly millennia track record of anti-Semitism and pogroms right. and all the rest. Right. I find it. I find it very. I, I you know, American Jews even very, very wealthy ones, are very different than Israelis. Yeah, uh, Israelis. Because the Israelis are more... <laughs> but, but because they earned it, right? That whether right. They're, they're serving the IDF right. or they're, they're living with the reality, they're living with the, with the high probability of consequences, whether it's rocket attacks or terror attacks or whatever. They, so I find um, their living philosophy much different than, uh, than Jews in the United States. So, right. Um, but knowing knowing what's possible with influence operations and covert actions and all the rest, because of some of the things even that the United States did to the Soviet Union, how much of the nonsense in today's culture um, are 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 tilt towards chaos? Really, um, how much of that is foreign sponsored or foreign promoted, amplified by either a pissed off Russia? or a Chinese Communist Party that wants to take out its major, its major rival on the planet? Well, there are certainly two different issues with Russia and Putin. Um, the Soviet Union was simply a, a, um, a using Marxism, or what they called Marxism-Leninism, as an ideological rationale to, re to regain the Russian uh, imperial empire. Uh, and that's what Lenin did, and that's what Putin wants to do. That's why he said the Soviet Union, the, its collapse is the greatest catastrophe of this, uh, the 20th century, is because the Russia got their empire taken away, and they, he tries to get it back, and he's trying to get it back in Ukraine. 
Um, and whereas um, uh, China, uh, it sees the, the United States as their actual enemy that they want to take down. Uh, and they are making uh, every effort that they can. Uh, uh, primarily, primarily one of the, one of at least one of the main ways uh, is um, let's call it what it is: murdering what a hundred thousand Americans a year with their smuggled-in fentanyl their fentanyl yep. drugs and their meth drugs. They don't smuggle in the fentanyl itself. They smuggle in the chemical constituents to make it from China to Mexico with a deal with the Mexican government and the cartels, and then primarily the Sinaloa cartels up in the Sinaloa mountains. Uh, mountains. They, they have their labs, and they make it and then smuggle it in. And any president who wants to defend America should be sending in Delta Force teams into the Sinaloa Mountains and blow those labs up. Just blow them up. And anybody gets in their way, cargo 200. I mean, good, good night. So um, uh, this is, we're not doing anything about it. Why, I do not know. But uh, China is a very, very serious threat. And um, uh, the thing is, we're not going to get rid of China like we got rid of the Soviet Union. It was not a surprise to see it dis disintegrate, to collapse. Uh, and it will be no surprise when Russia loses in Ukraine and proceeds to disintegrate itself. There'll, there'll be a Russia, but it will be far smaller. It'll be shrunk because there's very large chunks of Russia that are not Russian and they want Dasvidanya. We're gone. We're done this. And whether it's so, in the North, we talked about this North Caucasus or Middle Volga or, or Siberia and Siberia is another key area we should talk about. So, so yeah, China has um, uh, China has claims for a bunch of eastern parts of Russia, uh, the maritime provinces, um, the port that is Vladivostok, uh, used to be Chinese. Yeah, Vladivostok and and Nahadka and the oil rich island of Sakhalin uh, to the uh, to the north. Right. Uh, that all used to be folks, that's that's well north of Japan, well north of Japan claimed by China. Right. right. That's a big island. If you look at where, where Japan is and then right to the north is this big, uh, big island up there that belongs to Russia. That's Sakhalin. But it used to belong to China and belonged to them for a long, long time. Uh, but in the 1850s, China went, they collapsed, the, the Qing uh, Empire uh, had had its internal wars, and so Tsar Alexander II just marched in and said, "You know, we want this to be ours now. So, you know, sign here." And, right. um, and so he took, they did. And but he China, took it. but China has also the habit of coming together under a strong leader, emperor, dictator, or fragmenting apart into other constituent parts because China true. is not all Han is not all Han Chinese. Boy, is that what the truth? <laughs> so, 
Right. So Tibet, not China. What um, was not part of China for for centuries? Um, uh, Inner Mongolia. Inner Mongolia. Uh, and and uh, Xinjiang, what they call up in the northwest, Xin, Xinjiang province. Xinjiang. Yep. Uh, I've got Turkic people. I've got uh, I don't know how many tens of thousands of kilometers. You know, all over this, these areas: China, Tibet, Xinjiang, Inner Mongolia, China, etc. Uh, as you just said. Uh, Xinjiang province, that's all Western China, all Western China, far West. Why, as you said, they're Turkic, they're, they're, they're Caucasian, Turkic, uh, and Islamic. Um, and they don't want any part of China. And that's why the, the Uyghurs, the, the, the predominant ethnic group among them are being genocided, there's a the, the a gulag there and uh, et cetera. It's and, a terrible, and, and terrible human the rights thing. Even even implemented uh, like a prima nocta, like the like the English used to do to the to the Scottish clansmen, uh, Ooh, basically trying to breed yes, it. Right. Even trying to even trying to breed out That's um, right. Uyghurs uh, yes. to, to 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 merge with uh, with Han Chinese. That's to, right. To scenify it. Right. So what? If if look, I know that a lot of America's wounds are self-inflicted, but I do believe, as you said, whether it's fentanyl, whether it's information programs, um, and a massive uh, intelligence gathering apparatus in the Confucius Institutes and mm. uh, these these massive amounts of students they send to the United States to take our IP and to go back to China with it. That's right. Um, I think the next administration needs to have a much more Reagan-like, uh, even more than you know, Trump started with a lot of tariffs and he pushed back. Biden has been um, vacillating on a lot of these issues. The next, po- the, the next administration needs a much tougher stance to push back and to maybe let China come apart at the seams instead of us coming apart at the seams. It's, to me, it's a opinion. It's a, it's a contest for which governance system wins. More human freedom or less human freedom? Well, uh, the economics plays a, a tremendous role in this. Um, China is in trouble economically. Uh, foreign investment is not coming in the way it used to. Apple is pulling out and trying to have move move its um, uh, research and sources of manufacturing elsewhere. Um, the, the, the property scam that has been going on where it's a virtual pyramid scheme where everybody's put their money into uh, property development on these ghost cities and then nobody buys them and then where's the money? And yeah, you, you have a the, huge amount of the, um, of the national savings of the Chinese tied up in real estate schemes exactly like you're saying, just, and there's nothing there. It's, there's, it's nothing, there's nothing there. And we talk about our debt, which is horrific. I mean, it's, it's horrific. That's a whole other can of worms. Okay, $34 trillion. What's our What's our, our GDP? $27, $28? Okay, so uh, that is over 100%, but not by a heck of a lot. China's debt to GDP is almost three hundred percent. Yeah, that would that would be like if we had what eighty trillion, ninety trillion yeah. in debt. 
you know, I mean, how would that work? Um, and so uh, China has a lot of vulnerabilities. And um, one way they're going to want to get out of it, by the way, um, everybody talks about war in Taiwan. Um, I'm not sure about that because, you know, there's a hundred miles of ocean between China and Formosa. That's a lot of water. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, you know, it's, how do you get there? Well, but, yes, but, but, but the, I, the, I, I'm sorry. Uh, what I was but, going to but, say is what I think they're going for instead is Chinese Siberia. They are rooting for Putin to lose in Ukraine. And once the czar has lost, why Russians get very vitriolic. Yeah, they get very yes, revengeful. Putin is gone and Russia starts to come apart. What's going to happen to Russia is the same thing that happened to the Soviet Union. It's going to be end up in pieces. And the, one of the biggest pieces that China wants is Eastern Siberia, right north of their area of Manchuria, or northeastern China, that huge area that where there's got plenty of resources and oil and water and land and timber and everything else, uh, whereas in northeastern China is hardly any water and it's pretty barren. And so they're going to make a move, and they their she thinks that once we get that, it's going to help revise our whole economy. He's got this whole shtick going. Uh, we'll have to wow. see how that plays out. I, you, you were saying that they, that the the Chinese government actually has direct trade relationships with some of the oblasts, some of the effective state or regional governments in that area, not running through Moscow. More than that, actually, um, um, th there is a uh, there's a very very interesting article. Um, well, we're we're a little dating ourselves here, but. Uh, this is uh, today, the 6th, and we are, There's, if you look up the Daily Mail, it's a London Daily Mail, they've got an article about the coming war in the Arctic or the trade war or the contest or, uh, 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 and that Russia is winning and they don't understand what China is doing. They're talking about the trade route um uh, over the top to the Arctic Ocean, over the over, over the yeah. coast of Russia, which is far shorter to get goods from Europe around to China. China, oh, the the the, the uh, uh, an oblast is a Russian, what kind of a county or state or a, something like that. Well, you got republics which are larger, but then you got these other things, okrugs and stuff like that. But at any rate, the the government oblasts along the Arctic Russian coast, China is developing trade relations with them. They're getting lots of money here. They're paying off yeah. the people and making friends and everything else. And they yeah, they're, are they're making their way. Right. Yep. And the same thing with a region in central Russia. This is not a long ways away from Moscow, but in central Russia, you know about the, the Volga River and sure. the Volga River runs through this area 
uh, uh, in central Russia on its way uh, to the Caspian. And, it goes all the way and, to the Caspian. Yep. Right. But that area, the middle Volga, that is all Islamic. Those are Muslim places, places like uh, Uriya, uh, uh, Udmurtia, Bashkortostan. No, that's yeah. that's in the uh, that's in the North Caucasus, Caucasus. But but uh, uh, Bashkortostan, Udmurtia, Mariel, uh, and Tatarstan. They have oil. Yeah. They have oil and. Chinese are in there doing business and wow. putting putting the, the 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 government players on the payroll and everything else. They are in like Flynn all over the place. Yes. Now they are also doing in the North Caucasus too, as you mentioned, Ingushetia, Chechnya, Dagestan, which has a lot of oil, uh, uh, etc. That area way in South Russia, north of the Caucasus mountains okay and yeah. south of them are countries like georgia and azerbaijan so yes yeah, so all these places the, are going to go the 50 the, the 50 or 80 million chinese males that have no prospect of marrying a female because of right. sex selection abortion and the right. single child policy is causing this chinese manpower to disperse you see it in africa you see it in south america even in the even in the middle of russia um, right Right. Especially in Siberia, especially uh, that area, uh, uh, Habarovsk, uh, Nahatka, as you say, yeah. uh, the, 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 the fact that, but it, and I think as, as Xi even tries to clamp down harder inside China on any kind of entrepreneurship and, and property, et cetera, you're going to mm -hmm. see more and more uh, of that Chinese diaspora spreading everywhere. Very good point. That, Very good point. They're moving into an area called directly north of Mongolia called the Transbaikal. Trans means on the other side. Of it. So it's it's east of that big lake called Baikal. Yep. And that whole area um, is ethnically Mongol, actually. And so they are buying land. Chinese are buying land, marrying local women, as you say, uh, farming. It's actually cinifying it. Absolutely Look, to right. me, to me, I think the great tragedy of what happened in the Trump administration was the Democrats getting away with a lie of the Trump-Russia collusion nonsense. And it prevented Trump from making some kind of a diplomatic deal with Putin. That would have been, I don't know that Russia would have ever been our friend, but they didn't have to be our enemy. That we could have come to a better level call it Glasnost 2 or something, uh, to pull Russia away from any kind of orbit um, or dalliance with China. Uh, because I think China, Russia's long-term interest culturally is with the West. We have far more in common with them culturally than we do with China or India or Korea or Japan. Um, and, and that's a, with, with four years and the four years of damage that have happened under Biden or three years, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a, it's an even more complex um, to not to unpack right now. But you know, but, you I know, think there's a lot of we, a lot to what American you say. Policy, well, but American policy for years was focused on keeping Germany away from Russia's resources. 
strategically. <laughs> well, Reagan, now, um, no, Trump made that call, remember? And the Germans yeah. laughed when he said, you guys well, are making a mistake. Don't buy their gas. You're making a big mistake. And they all laughed. They're not laughing. Now, I can tell you they're not laughing what, now. what I think um, we have to wait till Putin's gone to make a deal with more rational people because Putin is not a normal person. He's a psychopath. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and as, 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 as optimistic as that might be, I don't know. I don't know that who comes next after Putin is, is more sane or more. Navalny um, might not be a bad idea if they ever get him out of jail. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. So, but, you know, there's a story. Let me let me tell you. You may be familiar, but when George Bush um, became president, <clears throat> this is early in 2001. Um, so George uh, W. Bush. George. This is uh, George II. Uh, George II. Um, he um, well, had a meeting with Putin in Bratislava, uh, in, uh, in Slovakia, and uh, he said, "Look." Uh, Vlad, here's the deal. You're going to need us. China is not your friend. You're going to need us. So let's work and we can cooperate, etc. And Putin didn't buy it because he wants, he, he wants to be another Peter the Great, another Catherine the Great. He's got this megalomania. So we have to wait till he's gone. And then I think there'll be people in Russia that will want to make a deal because if it's screwed so bad by China by that time, uh, yeah. they'll almost have to make make a deal. But the, the prelude to that, of course, is um, uh, Russia being defeated in, in uh, Ukraine. Uh, the one thing that, that uh, Biden and his people have done is support Ukraine uh, and uh, uh, I can't, I'm fully confident that if Reagan were here, uh, he'd be all in favor. He'd be exactly, we, this is exactly what we do. An exact um, duplication of the Reagan doctrine to support freedom fighters in Ukraine against Russian communist or imperialism, Russian imperialism, and without um, our sending our guys who are not risking American yeah. lives. They, the Ukrainians are risking their own lives and they're willing to do that like they did back in the Reagan doctrine days. So um, yeah. I, victory in look, Ukraine I, comes I, one. I, I, <laughs> well, yeah, I, but we'll, we'll have to make that for another podcast because I'm right. not sure <laughs> that the Ukrainians have the manpower to achieve all of the victory that they want. Mm. And demographically, they are truly suffering. Yeah, that's yes, they are. Yes, well, listen, are. have a thank you very much for joining me today and uh, have a spectacular trip uh, and continue your lifetime uh, of, uh, of adventures. I'm, um, I'm envious. I've done a lot of things, but, oh. um, but not, not at the rate <laughs> spectacular. that you have. So uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you, Eric. It was great talking to you. I really enjoyed it. Um, very appreciative of the opportunity to be here with you uh, and to share our thoughts. It's been uh, it's been terrific. Thank you so so much.